Hi everyone, welcome back to At The Source, a podcast full of food stories. Today I have two guests with me, here to talk about one of my favourite food items, the pork pie. This year, Dickinson & Morris celebrates 170 years in the business, and they recently won two awards at the 2021 British Pie Awards. So not only are they steeped in tradition, but they're also still at the top of their game, and actually looking to the future with collaborations with chef Callum Franklin. As if those aren't reasons enough to think that this is just going to be a really great podcast for me, I also grew up not far from Melton Mowbray, where this humble snack originates from, and so it's pretty close to my heart. I've hinted at it already, but my guests are the Pie King, Chef Callum Franklin, and Dickinson and Morris Master Baker Guy Coombs. Together, they're responsible for this rather splendid sounding special edition Christmas pie, which is available to order now and will be in stores and ready for home delivery from the 17th of December, more of which later. I'm excited to be talking about all things pie today, as I don't think it's a topic we've covered on At The Source before. Even more so because Melton Mowbray is a place I know well, and I've even been to the old pork pie shop on several occasions. Welcome both. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. Thank you. Now I'm going to have to be really careful because you both sound quite similar to me. So hopefully I I won't be talking to Guy or talking to Callum when I think that you're the other one, but um, we'll see how we go. So first of all, it would just be nice to find out a bit about you both before we kind of launch into pork pie chat. Mm-hmm. So Callum, let's start with you. You're a chef by trade and as head chef at the Holborn Dining Room in London in 2008, 18, you actually opened a pie room. And since then, you've also released a book on the topic. So aside from the fact that you're obviously passionate about food, where did your love of pies begin? I think like a lot of people, you know, it, it goes back to the sort of family table when I was a child. You know, my mum used to make pies for us to, sh- to have at dinner. Yeah. I, and I, I think that's where a lot of the, you know, the nation's love of pies comes from is because it sort of takes you back to a sort of simpler time. Right. Mm. And yeah. And I just and I love making them. <laughs> I can't get enough. Do you have any specific pies that are kind of your speciality? I mean, I think you're probably going to maybe say pork pies, but are there any specific pies that you just really love making that are your your thing? I mean, I do. I love making and eating as well, <laughs> pork pies. But I mean, we always, you know, the restaurant, we have sort of quite a large selection of, of different pies at any time. But what I really enjoy is sort of um, kind of intricate work you know doing pushing boundaries with pies and 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 trying to sort of find new techniques and things like that that's that's what I really enjoy fantastic I just feel like this podcast is going to make me really hungry but I have actually had my dinner Hmm. which is which wasn't pie but is is quite good because I recorded one earlier this week with a lady talking about Moroccan food um and actually we're talking about Bastille which is a pie in Morocco yeah. and I hadn't had my dinner and <laughs> my tummy was rumbling. Yeah, you've already made, you've just made me hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologise. I'm so sorry. I think we should have all had a pork pie in front of yeah. us while we were doing this. I'm actually mid pie making. I'm in the middle of a pie as we speak. <sighs> and what are you making? I'm, I'm making, uh, I mean, it's, it's not a British pie, which is controversial. It's a French style. Um, called pâté en croûte, which is that sort of rectangular pie, um, which is served cold and sliced. And I've, I'm doing one for a competition tomorrow. And I'm in the middle of, I've just put uh, a sausage, which is Father Christmas's face. 
running down the middle of it, which, <laughs> which took me all afternoon to make. But um, hopefully it will, when I cut it, resemble Father amazing, Christmas. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, a bit of You'll fun. You'll have to let us know if you if you win and also show us a picture because I, I can't imagine Santa yeah. Claus made out of sausage, but I, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> wow. Okay, so Guy, over to you. You've been waiting patiently. So as a master baker for... Dickinson and Morris what does your job entail what what do you do well I, I suppose really I'm the keeper of the Melton Mowbray, Mowbray pork pie and, and making sure that the it's always to the standard that that is is expected from our customers I actually work within the new product development uh, team uh, along with some with development chefs in in in, in our bakery uh, so that, so that's that's really where where I place myself, uh, we 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 constantly monitor the quality of the of the of the uh, Dickinson Morris uh, pork pie to make sure it's always to the standard that that it that it should be, uh, and then I have some interaction as well with the old pork pie shop as well, uh, going there and, and and giving them a hand and uh, doing some demonstrate doing demonstrations for customers and whatever. In terms of keeping an eye on that quality, does that involve taste testing? Yes, yes, it does taste test. We do taste test it at, at least at least once a week. We taste test it, uh, and we 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 uh, we have a senior leadership team within our, within our business that uh, on a weekly basis they all come and we we do a, a taste panel with them to make sure it is is to its exacting standard. To, to keep the quality there. Amazing! That sounds like a great job. And how long have you been there? So I've I've actually I've actually only been at uh, at, at Dickinson Morris for for six years. Uh, but uh, as you can see from my title as master baker, I've 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 been a, a baker man and boy uh, man and boy. I, I'm a third third generation of, of a family of bakers. Uh, so I've I've grown up with baking in my blood. I've I've always lived in in the Melton Mowbray area. So uh, even when when I in our own own bakery business, I I made pork pies there. So you know it, it, it's there. Actually, in the six years that I've been at uh, at Dickinson Morris, I've I've learned quite a bit more because it's more specialist. Whereas I was more general. Enjoy. I, I love working with pastry and bread. They're my they're my my two big things. Sounds amazing. I think that we've both got a, a Midlands twang that I was picking up because um, I mentioned to Guy and Callum just before we started recording, but I actually grew up not far from Melton Mowbray and my dad was a teacher there so for a long time. So yeah, it's um, the Melton Mowbray pork pie is something that I'm very familiar with and has always been on a table in my house at Christmas and um, well, any any opportunity really. Saturday afternoon around my mum's, slice of pork pie, a bit of salt and pepper and maybe a bit of brown sauce to dip it in. <laughs> Jobs are good and yeah, perfect snack. And that's probably why. That's controversial. The sauce to go with it is very controversial. Is it? Uh-oh. Some say, say tomato <laughs> ketchup as well. No. Some say mustard. No, so, yeah. no, no, no. Brown sauce or pickle. Am I going to get in trouble for that? No, no. That's okay. Plowman's, isn't it, at the end of the day? I guess Pickles so, good. yeah. No, oh, I'll dip anything in brown sauce. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> right, before I get in trouble. Um, so, Guy, it would probably be quite nice for the listeners to hear um, a bit more about the history of the pork pie. Um, and I guess you're the man to, to do that. What can you tell me? 
Well, I suppose, really, the, the history that I, I can talk about is the history of the Melton Mode Report Pie. Uh, so the Melton Mode Report Pie goes goes back a, a, a long, long way, really right back to the, right back to the 1700s. And ba- basically, the, the, as you know, Melton Mode is well known for Stilton cheese and a, a byproduct of Stilton is, is the way. And uh, the whey was used to feed feed the pigs, which then created a plentiful plentiful su- supply of, of pork for, for make, making pies. And the autumn slaughter of the pork tended to fall around the start of the hunting season. So as the, as, uh, the Vale of Beaver and, uh, Beaver and uh, Le- uh, Leicestershire and Melton are known, well known for hunting. And uh, the people that came, came down from London uh, on the hunts, they got introduced to the, the pork pie because it was something that was, that w- was made to feed while, while they were hunting. And it's, it's grown from there. I guess as well, like with the the kind of, you know, you're saying about the hunting and I guess it's quite a portable snack because it's, you know, encased in pastry and yes, you can munch yeah, it yeah. on the go, I guess, on the back of a horse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been hunting myself, but uh, I can imagine. Um, <laughs> so my next question was going to be why why is the Meltemobi pork pie so synonymous well why is the pork pie so synonymous with the area but i guess you've kind of answered that question by the fact that these pigs had such tasty meat because of the way from the stilton so the cheese came first and the the pie followed yeah yeah i didn't know that but yeah the pie followed it yeah pastry encased products have been around for thousands hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of years you know so and it's always been a way of of, of keeping a keeping meat uh in good condition and and and, and be able to in some way not not curing it but uh keep it longer so i'm going to throw a question in for callum that wasn't on the 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 approved list okay so you know, obviously the the Melton Mowbray pork pie is quite specific in that way, but I assume that there are other pork pies from around the world that are pretty similar. Yeah, but you definitely can't call them Melton Mowbray pies if it if it doesn't follow the rules. Do you want me to do you want me to interject with that one? Uh, yeah, I'll give you a little bit of a, a little bit of a rundown of why what a Melton Mowbray is. <laughs> yeah, so the pie the pie must be made from fresh pork, grey inside when baked with a minimum meat content of 30%. There's only specific ingredients that can be allowed to be used in a, in a, in a Melton Murray pork pie, which are fresh pork, salt, lard. We're allowed to use shortening, wheat flour, pork gelatine, or otherwise known as, as bone stock, where you bought boy the, the pig's trotters to, get, to, to make the jelly. Water, spices, uh, breadcrumbs, uh, rusk, starch, Egg or milk glaze—they're the only the only only materials that are allowed, allowed into into it. It must be baked freestanding. So uh, people we we call it a hoop. But other people will would understand it more as a as a tin. Uh, when you're not allowed to put any preservatives in it, any artificial colours or any any hydrogenated fats. And then finally, the the pie must be made within. Uh, an area which is uh, as a protected geographical indication known as PGI. Uh, and that really, that encompasses an area of 
Leicestershire. So it's the outskirts of Nottingham, Grantham, Northampton, and Leicestershire are the outer outer regions of where where it can be made. So it's very limited to who can make a Melton Mowbray pork pie. So Callum can't make one in 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 Holborn dining room. He can make a pork pie, yeah. but he can't make a Melton. <laughs> yeah. I think it's amazing the 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 sort of detail that goes into what specifically it is, right? It, it's great that there's that level of protection for something. Absolutely. And so the Melton Mowbray pork pie was given that PGI status in 2009. How does a product get the status? Is it something that um, you have to apply for or is it that they, whoever they are, the PGI people, came to Melton and said, right, we know that this is an excellent, very local product and therefore it should have this protected status. How does, how does that even work? Well, it's it's really it's really been driven by the the Melton Mowbray Pork Pie Association and uh, Stephen Hallam of uh, of Dickinson and Morris as well. They've been the really the the people that have really really pushed for the protected geographical intro, uh, indication on it. Uh, so, really, it, as long as you use those in, those specific ingredients, and as long as you're within that geographical area you can make a melton mowbray pork pie doesn't mean it'll be good <laughs> no doesn't mean it'll be good no and uh, i mean we, we've just uh, we've just had the british pie awards uh in in, in they're held in melton mowbray so anyone 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 in the uk is allowed to uh, enter pies and there's lots of different classes but the dickinson morris pork pie actually won the best melton mowbray and the best Pork pie in in into in two separate classes there this year. Amazing. So that, that so so we're really proud of it this year. So it's done it's done really well well there. So yeah, it's something special. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I guess this ties in quite nicely with my next question. Um, so Callum, you're not a Melton Mowbray man. No, I'm South East London. So how how did you get involved with Dickinson and Morris aside from being the the pie king? I love it when people call me the pie king, but this is this is the thing, right? Is that I'm I always feel very lucky to be sat on a call now with you guys and with Guy because Guy and Ian and the team are DNM. They're the real pie kings, right? It's huge, just huge, huge encyclopedic knowledge of pies, and I love it. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to work with DNM. But you know what what happened was I think uh, you know I met Guy and Ian at, um, in the pie room at the restaurant and um, we started talking for, you know, what I do, despite it being quite a big restaurant, it's still very much small scale. Right. And, and, you know, we, we, we're not making, you know, thousands of pies and I've always been interested or, or interested in finding out how pies are done on a slightly bigger scale, but with the the love, attention to detail and tradition that Dickinson and Morris do. And for me in the market, they were always the people that I was interested in talking to and learning from. And then an opportunity came up to actually work together. And it was like the dream for me, an absolute dream. Yeah, I think I think I think how, how, how I remember it as well. I was I was in London, in London uh, on a day trip with, with with my wife on a significant birthday, and uh, 
we, we decided to go to the Holborn dining room because mm. a, a lot of the, the, the other chefs that I work with have been there. So I took her there for a birthday lunch. And I think she, uh, Callum was, uh, was, was making pies in his room. And my wife was going, go on, you know, I know you want to go and have a chat with him. I know you want to do it. I know you want to do it. I'm not, I'm, I'm quite a shy man <laughs> normally. And she was pushing me and pushing me. And, and in the end, I thought, no, I'm going to do it. And then, <laughs> then we, went there, then we, uh, I introduced myself to Callum and obviously then it, we, we, we hit it off straight away. Uh, like-minded and uh, both have a, a massive passion for the product mm. yeah sounds like a bromance yeah <laughs> can you remember what you ate that day uh i didn't have the pork pie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, i think i had the confit is it the confit cheese pie that the yeah yeah so it's like cheese potato and onion but a, <sighs> a posh version of it right Oh, yeah. amazing. It had gone cold by the time I got to the table. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a nice, um, a cold cheese and onion pie is nice. Yeah. That'd be fine. And so it, was it your birthday or was it your it was wife's, wife's birthday? Wife's oh, bless birthday. her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't actually, she egged me on, so at the end of the day, you know, it's her fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all of this is because she was egging you on to, to go and um, meet your your future pie bromance partner. I love it. Yeah. And so Callum, now you are involved with Dickinson and Morris. You guys have been working on this festive Christmas pie, which just sounds amazing. Yeah. I mean, this is what I love, right? In terms of working with Dickinson and Morris. So we were talking about doing a Christmas pie together and, you know, early on sort of with the brief, those guys said to me, look, just go crazy, go all out you know, do, do something really complex and we'll set the bar high and then we'll just work out how to get there and to produce it on a big scale. And I was like, I love you. This is amazing, you know, <laughs> and because that's for me was always the sort of what held me back is the thought of, well, what would I have to restrict and, you know, in order to do things on a larger scale, but you know, Ian and Guy and the team were just like, yeah, let, let just go mad and, and we'll work it out. And um, actually kind of what they have produced based on testing together over a long period of time and sort of going back. We, was, we were posting each other pies backwards and forwards, which was amazing. And um, it, it's like exactly as I made it in the pie room. Which, which is beautiful and, and I'm really, really sort of pleased that, um, again, it sort of cemented how happy I am that I'm working with Dickinson and Morris because um, it, they've taken something that, you know, we really took a long time over making with detail by hand and, and they've like absolutely smashed it out of the park. It's weird, it's weird really because uh... – when me, it went. Me and Ian were working on it originally, and obviously we made the we made the first one, and we were sending it to Callum. We were really paranoid of have we got it right? Will he be happy with it? But then 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 we had a then we had a call straight afterwards, and he he he, he really liked it, and we then we didn't really make any tweaks, did it to it at all? Didn't need to. So yeah. it was uh, our, our biggest problem has been to find a, a tin to make the shape that it's in. That, that we absolutely like. Yeah, because, yeah, that was it, right? We said that we wanted to do something that was unique to the market. That we haven't seen that large sort of dome-shaped pie um, really in retail anywhere, not not on that scale. 
So um, that was the first sort of curveball that I threw yeah. the team. It was like, yeah, this is the shape we're going to do. And uh, but like, yeah, it's you, you've you've pulled it off still. Though. We've got to make them all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because this is a sharing pie. This isn't an individual yeah. portion. Yeah, it, weigh, it weighs just under eight hundred grams. So it's, uh, it's Ooh, a big pie. Brilliant. Mm. So what's in the pie? Guy, do you want to talk through it? I was going to say, you, you go for that. You, 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 you came up with the idea. Yeah, well, I mean, we wanted to do a, a Christmas celebration pie. So the idea was to have something that you could put down on the Christmas table, you know, in December that's like got a wow factor to it. Um, and really the sort of flavours mm. of Christmas that, that spoke to us. So it was, you know, turkey, pork. Well, we kind of went through a huge list of flavours that, we associated with Christmas, a lot of which didn't cut, you know, didn't make the gut. Um, and yeah, and we sort of um, got it down to a, you know, a, a really beautiful sort of emulsified turkey, bacon, pork, sage, sort of a beautiful savory jelly in there as well. Cranberry. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, the, the, for, for, for the jellies, it's quite a, a unique, unique jelly, isn't it? And it gives a really nice uh, dimension to it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there's a spice to it, right? a Christmas spice. Were there any early flavour combos that you tried and just didn't work? Yeah, I, well, I tried some here at the at the restaurant because what what I did was originally I sat down and just wrote, wrote out a huge list of flavors that I expect at Christmas, and then <laughs> yeah, and had lots of sort of hit and misses with, with mixes. Um, just some things don't work together, you know. I mean, I was trying to put uh, port in; it was overpowering. Um, cinnamon can you have to be really careful with how much cinnamon you put into something so we were, we were doing the jelly that was something that had to be sort of conscious of uh, otherwise it can sort of taste like a, a you know pumpkin spice latte in, in Starbucks if you're too oh. not careful <laughs> but uh, I think we found just a nice gentle balance that if you sat down closed your eyes and ate a slice you're at Christmas I guess that one of the things that you enjoy about your job, Callum, is that development side of things, coming up with new pies and, and trying different things, mm. whether or not it's a sausage face Santa or a, a <laughs> Christmas collaboration. But I guess I'm guessing that that's something that you spend quite a lot of time working on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's what it's, it's what motivates me. You know, it's it's trying new things all the time. You know, Guy talks about his background. You know, this this sort of lifetime background as a baker and and, and a pie maker. My background was very different. So you know, I, I was working fine dining as a as a chef, and um, I think so. There are advantages to that as well. It's not all negatives because, you know, there are certain techniques that I've never been shown. So I don't necessarily always follow a traditional route. And sometimes I think I find new techniques. Um, <laughs> those techniques can be really long in the making because sometimes they don't work, <laughs> right? And we and we sort of try new things. But um, I think I'm very much like, you know, Guy and Ian and the team. I, I have an, a, an obsessive 
passion with what I do. And uh, that's why I don't really sleep at night because I'm always thinking of sort of, whack, you know, wacky things to do and, and, and ways to achieve certain goals that I have within pie making. And yeah, and, and now I just started working with tech, technology more as well, which is um, means more sleepless nights because it's opened up a whole world of, of new things that I can do. But yeah, I, I think it's, um, it, it, it's the, the part of my job that I love. 100%. Mm, sounds good. This is actually probably a question that both of you can answer. Um, do you have an absolute favourite pie? Mm. Is it the Melton Mowbray pork pie? Guy, you go first. <laughs> Guy has to say. <laughs> oh, that's controversial, that is. <laughs> I, 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 I think the fill that goes in the, the Dickinson Morris pork pie is, is the best. I, I love it. It's, it's brilliant. But sometimes I actually quite like a pie that's been baked in a, t in a hoop because you get a, 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 a further crispy mm. texture to the pastry. Mm. Uh, whereas when it's when it's baked unsupported, it's not quite quite as crisp. It bakes on the outside, whereas when it's in a hoop, yeah. it almost fries it, and it, it gives it gives it that flavour. So a combination yeah. of the two, you know. But if if it was to pick one that was out on the market in general, general, and it was a Melton Mowbray, I would always use. I would always go to the Dickinson Morris. It is, I think, it is the one that everybody should benchmark mark against. I'm really glad that you said that because obviously we have a um, a pie competitor in Leicestershire is Pucker Pies. <laughs> and, um, which, is, which, is, which is yeah, which is about two miles away from, from where I am now. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a chip shop pie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think um, down here in Bristol, there's something similar called Clark's Pies, which I mean, obviously, we're talking about something on the exact opposite end of the scale there. So, yeah, um, yeah. moving swiftly on. Um, so, Callum, do you have a, a favourite pie? You know, I, I could quite happily eat a Dickinson and Morris pork pie every day. In terms of, like, nice... What what it does emotionally for me? I I I, I love a, a curried lamb pie, and the reason why it, this is going to sound slightly tenuous, but it's a genuine emotion for me. But it, the day that I got engaged, I had a curried lamb pie, and we, it was just an amazing day in New Zealand. And you know they Aww. have this sort of incredible pie culture there, like they do in Australia as well. And um. Yeah, and and I had a curried lamb pie that mm. I think it was like early afternoon, and later that day got engaged. So it was a nice day for me. And actually, when I came back to London, I did a pie based on that because of that sort of nice memory. But um, so yeah, for an emotional response, it's that one. But probably like day to day, I could definitely do a pork pie every day. I feel like it's been too long since I've had a pork pie now. So just swinging back a bit, as I like to do, Guy, one of the things that Callum mentioned was that he was interested in how you take something that is feels very handmade and rustic and kind of blow it up to a point where it can be on sale all over the country because Dickinson and Morris pies are available all over the country. So how on earth do you manage to keep up a, keep up with the demand um, and B, keep that hand-finished element because it, on the surface, it almost feels like those two things can't 
easily go hand in hand. Yeah. So 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 really, we, we we've got the, the old pork pie shop at Melton Mowbray, but that that just really makes the pies for the uh, for the shop. But we we've got a a, 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 a bakery in in Leicester, which is is still within protected geographical indication area uh, that we make. Uh, the, the Dickinson Morris pie on a, on a, a lot larger scale, and we and it's it it is a, it is a mixture of of handcraft and uh, machinery that we do it to to create the, the to to uh, get the volume out of it. Uh, but the, the the main the main I suppose the mainstayer is that every single pie that that comes out of our bakery is still hand crimped. Um, so, uh, and, and and that that's probably the big thing. And and we we use some mechanical processes to 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 help us get to that. But point. that's just incredible. It, it, that it totally is right, and it is extremely rare as well that that a company has valued that as much as Dickinson and Morris have. That every pie is still finished by hand. Because there's very few pies that you'll see elsewhere on the market that that level of passion has gone into. So how many pies are we talking? How many are going through the, the bakery every week? Uh, you, you know, you know what I, can't, I, don't, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to quote that because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure of that information. To be honest, loads. <laughs> A lot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yes, it will be. It will be within. It will be within the thousands. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And to think that they all have that hand crimping. It really is. It's that that touch, that kind of personal touch, just makes all the difference. It's that love, isn't it? It's the love that's gone into it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, I mean, you you see kind of pies throughout history. Where I mean, it, you know, Guy was saying a bit earlier about you know, there's pies have been part of our history for for hundreds and hundreds of years now, and they've been a constant, right? You can see that in written history; they've always been there, but they've just gone up and down in terms of how they're viewed. Um, you know, they've been on the royal banquet tables and they've been, you know, the height of fashion. And then in the next century, it's sort of gone back down to sort of very simple peasant food. And I think mm. we, as a as a nation, we kind of, we had, there was a bit where there was a dip um, in, in, you know, the last century with, you know, serious industrialization of food. And it's companies like Dickinson and Morris who fought against that and found a way to maintain tradition and handcrafting and still, you know, produce on a large scale. And and that was a big attraction for me to work with with DM. I mean, we we've traced we've traced pastry back to Roman times. I was used to, to encase various fillings then, just a simple flour and water mix and baked. I think it shows as well that you can be a large, well-known brand and still do things right. Mm. Because, you know, in the food community, especially uh, here in Bristol, we have a very strong food community and, and there is um, an element of snobbery. We support independents, we shop local, we shop small. That's all very valid and I totally 
agree with it. But there are brands out there, and this is a perfect example of that, where actually just because you're you're baking on scale and just because you're available in Tesco's and other supermarkets doesn't mean that it has to that the quality has to drop. And this is a really good example of that. Yeah. So we're in November now and we're edging closer to Christmas. I need to know where I can get my hands on a, a festive Christmas pork pie. Well, the one that we've created together is actually going to be sold, I think, exclusively in Selfridges. So, yeah, Selfridges in London and Selfridges in Manchester. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then at the at the Dickinson Morris yeah. shop in Melton Mowbray, which can now be ordered online at porkpie.co.uk. What a great website, then. Someone was forward thinking with that it's one. A good, good, yeah, I don't know when we when we got that, but that's quite a nice one, isn't it? Yeah, totally. So Selfridges in London, Selfridges in Manchester and at the old pork pie shop in Melton Mowbray. And when you say that you can order them online, is that for delivery or is it for collection only? I think it's delivery as well as collection. So we know where we can buy the Christmas pie, but when can we buy the Christmas pie? So we can, you can it's on it's online now, but it will be available to for home delivery from the 17th of December. Very exciting. Brill. <laughs> okay, cool. So I will make sure that I put those details up on the show notes as well as a picture, which I know you've already shared on your Instagram and it, it really does look special. It looks like a celebration center of the table thing. Uh, it does look really, really nice. You mentioned, Callum, that this particular pie is the one that, that you guys have been working on in collaboration, but um, really a pork pie is is a good staple for a Christmas buffet table anyway, isn't it? So aside from that classic Melton Mowbray pork pie, what else should we be buying and eating from Dickinson Morris over the festive season? Just loads of pork pies. (laughs) (laughs) The the problem is, is when it comes to Christmas, all we can do is just churn out pork pie after pork pie. Doing variations can be quite difficult for us because the demand is so high. So basically, just stock up on on as many pork pies as you can get your hands yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that beautiful British tradition, isn't it? Of sort of pork pies just on the table at Christmas. You, I mean, you can even it's, you see it in in Charles Dickens novels that that back then that people used to do that. Yeah, it's a month of indulgence, isn't it? So just kind of go for gold. Yeah. Or- or a month of madness, depending on which side of the table you sat at. I was going to say, it's a, it's a going to be a month of indulgence for me, but uh, it might be quite stressful for, for you, Guy. Yeah, the, the last the last two weeks, the two weeks run up to Christmas are pretty, pretty chaotic, yeah. So what's next? What does 2022 hold for pie lovers, yourselves and... To be confirmed. To be, oh, it's, is it all top secret? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think this one of the really nice things about this relationship that we're, we've got at the moment is that we are not rushing to push products out together. You know, we're, we're taking our time and, and really, you know, the, the, the time that went into this pie was, was months, mm. months of testing. And, uh, and that's what we want to do together is, is to produce some really beautiful luxury products together, which are a, a little bit unique. 
and um, there's going to be lots of them, you know, next year. I think we've we've got this this week. We've still got we've got a pre-production practice of it on mm. on Friday this week. Yeah, to make sure we can because we've got quite a volume of them to make, and it's all by hand. So we've got to make sure that we we, we can. Well, we know we can. Yeah, just timing it and working out how many hours we we're going to need to be to be making yeah. it for. Dickinson and Morris, I mean, you know, they're, you know, the mainstay products that, that you get from Dickinson and Morris, the pork pies, they're never going to change, right? They are perfect in in their own, you know, singular pork pies are just absolutely perfect. So we'll work on some slightly different products together, I think, but um, that fit very much in with the sort of Dickinson and Morris family. Yeah, yeah. We can't change the Melton Mowbray because no. it is what it is. Uh, and, you know, the, 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 the I'll be chased out of the country. Yeah. <laughs> you might be in trouble, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Why, if it's perfect, why change it? So essentially what you're doing is, is complementing that, that brilliant classic with interesting kind of different combinations that suit different times of year, I guess. Absolutely. That should have been what I said. Great answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's perfect. Now I really, really need a pork pie. Thanks for listening to At The Source. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. If you enjoyed that episode, why not take a moment to rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and even maybe write a review for the podcast itself. It's just me in my spare room, sometimes in my wardrobe, recording these stories. And so any help I can get to spread the word and get more listeners is just really great. So go and do that and you'll make me really happy. Obviously, it's late at night and I want a pork pie and I'm waffling. Uh, This is not a smooth end, but I'm going to leave it in because because, you know, it is me in my wardrobe. So yeah, please go and give me five stars, rate and review, share this episode with your friends. Give me a follow on social media, on Instagram and Twitter. It's at, at the source. And until next time, stay hungry.